For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, and welcome to the next readout video from our Wednesday Wake Up newsletter. Which this time starts with policy rather than analysis. Well, okay, it actually starts by asking you, if you're not already a subscriber, to go to our site, that's climatediscussionnexus.com, and sign up for the Wednesday Wake Up. And also, if you're not already a backer, to please consider making a one-time or monthly pledge to help us push back against foolishness on climate. It's necessary to push back in a lot of directions. Normally, the main thrust is to push back against bad ideas. As John Maynard Keynes said, in the long run, it's ideas, not vested interests, and certainly not political platforms that shape the world. But sometimes you need to push back against practical foolishness. For instance, Canada's economy is reeling from the pandemic lockdown and the government's long war of attrition on the energy sector. The federal government alone is looking at a $343 billion deficit. And now new finance minister, Christia Freeland burbles, quote, I think all Canadians understand that the restart of our economy needs to be green, end quote. Frankly, it's a bit dizzying, as well as disconcerting, to think about how many things are wrong with that statement. Starting with her, quote, all Canadians understand, end quote, that she's right about everything. You know, I don't even think she believes it. She can't honestly think all Canadians agree on any policy question. Certainly if she reads polls, she knows they don't all support her party. And frankly, you know, I think you'd be lucky to find that all Canadians agree on anything, including that the Earth circles the Sun. But it gets worse. You know, this kind of soporific false consensus rhetoric can make it hard to stay awake and focused long enough to spot the next howler. But it's the idea that the economy is a machine that can be, and at the moment is, stopped and can be restarted. Actually, the economy is a hugely complex organic entity that has slowed down, not least because of misguided government policy. And speaking of hugely complex, there's this simple sounding phrase, needs to be green. I seriously doubt that its meaning is clear, never mind to all Canadians. But even to the person who uttered it, and to her colleagues who must attempt to implement whatever it is. And that's gonna take some doing because the minister went on, quote, it also needs to be equitable, it needs to be inclusive, and we need to focus very much on jobs and growth, end quote. Okay, and after lunch, world peace. You see, there's just far too much faith in good intentions here and not nearly enough attention to sound methods and painful trade-offs, including to take one that honestly seems rather obvious, deliberately destroying the fossil fuel sector won't help you with jobs and growth or even equity. Because if the public sector continues to flourish and expand while the private sector contracts painfully, that's not just inefficient, it's incredibly unfair. So instead of throwing all good things together into a sickly sweet word salad, the government needs to explain what exactly it means by green so we can have a useful debate on actual practical proposals instead of staring blankly in horror while words rush in where ideas fear to tread. Now, in the newsletter, we also talk about the vultures swooping in to declare Hurricanes Marco and Laura, quote, an unprecedented twin strike, end quote, or, quote, the first time in recorded history with two hurricanes in the Gulf at the same time, quote, or to ask shrilly, quote, how can Trump ignore climate crisis with twin hurricane season storms barreling toward us? Climate change is wreaking havoc on people's lives right now, end quote. In another example, CNN said, quote, unprecedented back-to-back -back hurricanes will target the same state, end quote. 
But as Anthony Watts retorted, it ain't so. And he says, quote, finding this information is difficult and you don't need a degree in climatology. The twin mobile hurricanes of 1740 are listed in Wikipedia and in Louisiana Cajun history. There are many other instances of back-to-back -back hurricanes hitting near the same location within a few days of each other, end quote. He mentions 1933 and 1959 examples. And once again, invoking history, hooray for a historian looks at climate change. He says, quote, literally this has been going on for millions of years. And somehow, because we have the ability to observe, track, and predict hurricanes like never before in history, it's unprecedented, end quote. Of course, the reasoning really runs the other way around. Knowing a priori that climate change causes unprecedented bad stuff, these commentators see some bad stuff and fearlessly label it unprecedented without all that tedious mucking about with evidence. Now, speaking of evidence, we also talk about a study from prestigious Harvard University that finds that CO2 is good for trees, even the century-old oaks in the August Harvard forest. It turns out more CO2 makes them grow better, and in growing better, they absorb more CO2, but in another stunning finding, when they die, it gets released again. It's the carbon cycle. And none of it would have surprised anyone had we not somehow convinced ourselves that carbon dioxide is pollution rather than being a vital building block of life on Earth, including plants, which include trees. In the newsletter, we also discuss a harrowing piece by Paul Dreesen of CFACT about the enormous environmental and human rights costs of the minerals used for supposedly virtuous alternative energy. Costs that largely fall on poor countries and on non-whites. So he asks, where's the outrage over these black and brown lives? And there's lots more in the newsletter, including the latest campfire scare story about, quote, long dormant viruses brought back to life, the resurgence of deadly and disfiguring smallpox, a dang or Zika season in Europe. These could be disaster movie storylines, but they're also serious and increasingly plausible scenarios of epidemics unleashed by global warming scientists say, end quote. Ah yes, where would we be without the experts who say? And we've got another beach scare story about how, quote, coastal flooding may cost up to 20% of global economy by 2100, end quote. Uh, provided people just sit there stunned as the seas rise instead of taking any sort of intelligent countermeasures. And which also depends on the exploded RCP 8.5 scenario for CO2 emissions. And we talk about a study saying a Canadian climate model is leading the pack in overestimating atmospheric warming in response to greenhouse gases. And we feature two pieces from our ongoing collaboration with CO2Science.org, one of them being about droughts in East Africa, and the other being a retrospective piece looking at hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico before the latest crisis and talking about how often they happen and what should be considered normal and what isn't. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.